Aloha, beautiful souls. Welcome to Grace Light Podcast. This is an opportunity to really connect to your highest self, to the purpose of your life, connect to your destiny, your vision, your truth. I hope you find some information that is inspiring and helps you align with the highest outcome for yourself at this time. Aloha. So I would like to have a little dialogue here at this time regarding what has transpired in the Hawaiian Islands as of the month of August 2023 with a pretty major fire on the island of Maui that took an entire town away and leveled it as well as at this current time on August 24, 2023, there are over 1,000 people missing and 115 confirmed having passed over. So I want to have a dialogue about the subject matter from to the best of my ability, a neutral perspective, as well as from a spiritual perspective of different things that have been coming to me in terms of information or guidance or messages, and in addition to pay respect to those souls that have transitioned from the physical plane in such a fast and tragic manner on the island of Maui in the Hawaiian Islands this month in August 2023. So I am coming to you from the island of Kauai, which is two islands north of Maui in the island chain. Therefore, we were not connected to the experiences of the high force winds, which were 70 to 100 miles an hour that transpired on August 8th, which led to the fires that led to the tragedy. There was a storm in the ocean that was a hurricane that apparently was closer to the island of Maui. The winds were very extreme. The winds caused damage to the physical material aspects of infrastructure, including the power lines, which were live and active. When the power lines were knocked over from the wind and the active wires were blowing in the wind, they sparked and ignited a fire. And that fire was in a very dry area that had a densely populated community and the wind spread the fire. 
and within a very short period of time, say 8 to 12, maybe 15 hours, the entire town vanished from the map of where it had existed. So the island of Maui is a very sacred and spiritual place on Mother Earth. In the Hawaiian culture and in spiritual legends, there are a different energy center or chakra associated to each one of the Hawaiian islands because there are seven Hawaiian islands and there are also seven energy centers or chakras. So the island of Maui is in the middle. It's considered the fourth energy center or the fourth chakra, which is known as the heart center. If you have had the opportunity to travel to the island of Maui, you most likely have fallen in love with it or felt that mana, that energy of the love that exists. There's great love and light on the island of Maui. It's very, very beautiful. It's very romantic. It's very playful. There's ancient history with the Haleakala, the no longer active volcano crater, which is, I believe, six to 8,000 feet up. There's so much wildlife. The whales come to give birth for six months of the year. They migrate from Alaska in the winters. So between September to March, annually, there are whales giving birth and hibernating in the Hawaiian island chain off of the coast of Maui in particular, more than any of the other islands. This has to do with, there's two other islands that are very close by, so the, the water is more shallow and it's warmer. So the island of Molokai and Lanai are right off of the coast of Maui, as well as the island of Koalabe which is not inhabited. You can also see the big island of Hawaii from the Maui island itself. Physically, you can see that landmass. And then north of Maui is the island of Oahu. Then north of Oahu is the island of Kauai. And then north of the island of Kauai is the island of Niihau. So the island of Maui is not only houses all these animals that come for respite, it houses its residents, but it also houses so many visitors annually that come for retreat. I actually worked for a retreat company on the island of Maui that had hundreds of people coming annually to have private healing wellness retreats. The island is stunning in its majesty, its energy, its beauty, its mana. There's varied, diverse climates, temperatures, weather, elevation, 
landscapes. And then the general population of their residence is full of so much aloha and love. When I first located my residency in the state of Hawaii, I moved to the island of Maui in 2009. So at this point, that was 14 years ago. I was 32 years old, and I was coming from a place of some physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relationship, finance, uh, blockages, challenges, where my life had hit an ending point in terms of its functionality and survival, and I needed to have a reset or a reboot on a much higher capacity or much higher level. I originally moved to the island of Maui based on meeting my spiritual teacher, which he was facilitating a workshop on the island of um, the big island that I attended. Then I spent a month at that retreat and traveling to Maui to check it out. It was very obvious that that island was where I was meant to land in terms of residency, having moved from the eastern part of the mainland USA in the state of North Carolina, because the frequency on the island of Maui was something that I could manage, that could welcome me in and assist me in my healing and transformation without it being too disturbing or disruptive. So what that means is that it being a old volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, each of the Hawaiian islands has a certain tone or frequency that is going to activate or bring more light to both the light and dark that is within us. And the way that Maui is situated within the Hawaiian island chain, the age of it, the tone, the feeling, the sensation, the resonance. It's a very loving and nurturing environment. And many people have very nurturing, healing, restorative, powerful, transformational experiences there. I've also led a lot of different workshops and classes, events on that island where I am utilizing the beauty the energy, the healing capacity to be in service to those of my clients that I was assisting through private retreats. So the island had provided me with my own healing, my own transformation, my own alignment with my higher self. I gained so much insight, so much wisdom. I had So many relationships, partnerships, friendships, living environments, all of which were very dynamic, very powerful, very awakening, very supportive. The island is consistently giving back to all that reside in its environment. There's clean water, there's clean air. The soil is clean. The environment is very clean. 
The nature is very strong and full of vibrance and life. The animals, the plant kingdom is very large, infinite. There's huge waterfalls. There's rivers, the ocean is beautiful and clean, full of amazing sea life. So there is much to respect the land and the island of Maui. There is much to pay respect. I knew when I moved there that I needed to get into humility and I needed to learn the message of aloha, which has a lot also to do with being of service. Due to my own training, my spiritual teachings, those are principles that I maintain on a consistent basis, including the practice of forgiveness. Or in Hawaiian, it's known as Ho'oponopono. So I worked with a healing group on the island of Maui from 2009 until I moved off of that island in 2011. I maintained my connection with them. Very strongly to this day, I moved back to the island of Maui in 2017 to 2019. So I've had two different periods of time that I've lived there. In between, I've lived on the island of Kauai the longest, and I've also lived on the island of Oahu. So current day, there are a lot of different frequencies or energies that have become very large or amplified in a rather loud manner. So we are currently in what's known as the soul light era, which began on August 8th, 2003. The soul light era is going to last 15,000 years. And we are in year 20. The soul light era represents that the soul is in charge. The soul is the boss. And that in order to function as a society, humanity must awaken to this truth or this message that the soul is in charge. What that means is that we have completed our time as a collective human race, where the mind is in charge. The mind is no longer in charge. The mind over matter era ended on August 8th, 2003. And that era had lasted for 15,000 years also. That era had science, technology, innovations, a lot of creativity, a lot of potential. But we're now in a new time and space where the soul is in charge and the soul receives its messages from the heart. So there's always this talk about, is the earth going to survive? Are we going to die as a human race? Are we going to kill our planet? The talk about global warming and weather changes but really, it's very simple if you break it down from this perspective. 
in a 150-year period, we need to accomplish what normally takes 15,000 years in order to right the ship of Mother Earth, which has gone astray from the mind blockages which had accumulated during the last 15,000 years of the human race in its cycle. So what that means is we are in an imbalanced state where too much negativity has accumulated on a mental and physical level from actions, behaviors, thought forms, speech, word, and deed from all of humanity, from all of our ancestors and all of our ancestors' ancestors, and throughout all time and space. And in order for the frequency to increase and change the course direction of humanity and the survival of this planet, we need to increase the light and the energy on Mother Earth by humanity increasing the light and their energy within their own soul. So we are in a very active healing and transformational time. It is known as Mother Earth's transition. So we are in the wee early stages of Mother Earth's transition when it had begun 20 years ago and it is gradually increasing. So the high level of accumulation of blockages, of darkness, of density, of matter that have accumulated on people's souls based on the actions, behaviors, thought forms, speech, word, deed of individuals and their ancestors has gotten to such a high level that we now are manifesting very dark, dramatic, chaotic reminders, wake-up calls, reflections in our physical 3D reality. So on August 8th, 2023, when the wind increased, Specifically, only on the island of Maui, there were some fires on Big Island as well, but they were much less. The wind increased. The human beings had created the power lines in the air. The power lines were knocked over. They caught on fire. They caught on fire in an area that is normally dry. The west side of each one of the Hawaiian Islands is known as the dry side. There were other areas where the fires and the wind had happened on the island of Maui, central, southern, and upcountry, but the majority of the fire tragedy experienced on the west side. The water had been transferred in terms of the water rights for that land to other agriculture areas, and it had been diverted many, many years ago. 
And so there was also this issue of not having the original water that existed on the land at this time. Then there was the humanity building a very densely populated community that sat between the ocean and a mountain only a couple miles wide. The mountain, you cannot really go up very far. And then the north side of that community, there is one road that does lead around the northern tip of Maui, but it is a very precarious road and not easily accessible. So when the fire happened and the city was blocked by the fire and the roads were blocked by the fire, the entire community imploded in a very short period of time. And there are now most likely close to 1,200 people that transitioned within a, say, 15-hour period. The word transition means to have crossed over, so their soul lost their soul's journey. Their soul lost their life. So within that short period of time, around 1,200 people, I'm going to say most likely because they still have this term of that the people are missing, but now that it's been over two weeks, I would estimate that they are no longer alive. So imagine 1,200 people on an island where the population is probably only around 120,000, where 1,200 people lost their physical life by a very extreme and dramatic manner, where they lost their physical body, they lost their soul's journey through this rapid speed of fire that spread and took also 2,000 structures and leveled the entire community to absolutely nothing. So there's so many variables going on here. There's a lot of lawsuits already. There's a lot of anger. There's frustration. People were in the ocean trying to survive. The air quality was so poor. The cars wouldn't start. The roads were blocked. The internet went down. You couldn't dial 911. There was no phone service. It was very cataclysmic, very, very fast. And there was a lot of separation. There was a lot of isolation. There was lack of communication. The wind element was out of balance. The fire element was out of balance. The water element was out of balance. The air element was out of balance. And all the metals, materials caused poison in the air. So the metal element was also out of balance. It affected the water. Drinking water contaminated it, contaminated the ocean. The power system is still down, not fully restored two and a half weeks later. So I just want to dialogue here with the fact that 
to me, it's a really extreme cry for help from one of the heart centers of our planet. And it's a cry for help, not only to the residents of Maui, the residents of Hawaii, but of all of humanity. Because if we were in alignment as a human species, if we were doing kind, appropriate, generous, compassionate, loving actions, thoughts, words, behaviors, and deeds, we would not be experiencing this outer reflection of extreme violent chaos. But we are not acting and behaving in that way. There's extreme high-level manipulation going on. There's extreme high-level When I say high level, I mean dark frequencies that are trying to pull for power. There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of desire for control. There's a lot of cheating, lying, stealing, taking advantage of, raping, killing, harming. So when we spread that across humanity, across Mother Earth, at some point, the scale is going to tip and Mother Earth is going to get over it. She's going to say, enough, dear human race, can you please try to do a better job? I will show you what you are doing to yourselves. And then what happened in the hours after the fire is that those people were not provided for. They were not immediately rescued. The Coast Guard, the Navy, the military did not show up for many, many, many days. That's why there's almost 1,200 people that lost their life. Only the residents were pulling the weight. So our government failed on many, many levels. But I'm not trying to be in any blame or attack or point any fingers. I'm actually trying to just point out actual facts of the truth from information that I learned from all of the many residents and friends that I know that were going through the experience there. So the point being, the island of Maui took her power back and she woke up humanity by causing this very large, dramatic, tragic event to show us how imbalanced we have become as a human species and a human race. And that if we don't take order or create more alignment if we don't get into correct proximity with what is appropriate with our actions, behaviors, thoughts, word, deed, speech, 
that within a matter of eight to 10 to 15 hours, everything can be erased. It was like a bomb was dropped, but it was a unique set of circumstances that are so very specific that there's no way to cause that set of circumstances in combination together. Unless it being this very one-off situation, which it very much was. It is known currently as a fact that it, even with the number of the 115 souls that passed over, that is the largest amount of people that had died in the last century in America in a, what's called a natural disaster. If the number goes up to 1,200, which it most likely will, that is a very sad state for humanity. That 115 souls is a large number, but really 1,200 is much larger. There's also 2,000 people that had lost their homes, their possessions, their community, everything they own, their vehicles. So there's many, many layers to this story. And what I really want to bring to light is what are we each individually doing in our own heart center to remedy this very tragic and dramatic outpouring cry for help that this most sacred and special land had provided us for with this very extreme and dramatic set of circumstances to open our hearts more to each other, to open our hearts more to ourselves, to open our hearts more to service. So what has happened is that the residents and those surrounding the island of Maui have pulled together in a heroic manner. It is heroism that is occurring because people have become selfless. They have become connected. They got over their attachment and their ego and their separation and their disconnection and their distortion, at least a lot of them. And they joined forces and they have been pulling weight and pulling support and pulling help out of the ethers and those that can support in the surrounding areas or countries or locations are also receiving that inclination and they are contributing, whether it's financial, whether it's uh, some other material contribution, whether it's energy, time, resources of any sort. The island of Maui is calling to humanity to wake up and to no longer abuse, hurt, harm, steal, take advantage of, manipulate the land, material, the people, and the animals. So I have been experiencing great grief because... I really am feeling for 
those 1,200 souls that had lost their life. I can energetically, physically feel that in my body because I'm in very close proximity and because I know that land very well and I'm very connected to it. I can feel what that feels like to have 1,200 people transition off the planet in a very dark, dramatic way that we're not deserving of losing their life in such a horrific manner. I can also feel the soul of the land very, very sad for all that it had experienced, not only the fire, but prior to the fire of the different components of behaviors, energy, forces, experiences, or perhaps it had been taken advantage of or manipulated. So how do we get back to a life or a way where we are no longer taking advantage of something, someone, some place, some situation? How do we get to a place where we are no longer in a high state of control, manipulation, domination, ego, attachment? How do we get to a place where we are not stealing, lying, cheating, raping, pillaging our neighbors, our community? There's a lot of opportunity here for healing to occur. There's a lot of grieving that needs to happen for the loss of this life that transitioned and for the loss of the land that was taken and taken, stolen, hurt, harmed. The land needs time to heal. The people need time to heal. But in addition, this is a very profound time and moment to show humanity what it means to act out of love, compassion, light, forgiveness, kindness, healing, restoration, alignment, peace, prosperity. Those are virtues and qualities that have to do with the soul light era that we are in, where the soul is in charge and the heart guides the soul. So we need to be listening to our own heart, which is where our message center is, where we receive messages and information. We need to be following our own inner guidance system. We need to be operating out of our physical body from a place of wellness, health, vitality, immunity, strength, stamina, we need to be operating in our relationships with kindness, compassion, forgiveness, respect, honor, appreciation, gratitude. We need to be participating in our community in ways that are serving, in ways that are positive, life-enhancing, where there is growth, where there is respect and honor for all the advantages we have as a human race and species. 
So rather than focus on the darkness or focus on the blockages, focus on the many different rabbit holes of conspiracy theories or beliefs or judgments or criticisms towards any person, place, situation, or thing. Because when we do that, what we do is we amplify it. We build, 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 build. We increase. We're giving our power away to the negative, to the dark aspects when we focus on it, when we amplify it, when we discuss it, when we talk about it. So we don't do that. And so we focus on the light. We focus on what is the positive what is the positive actions, behaviors, thoughts, words, deeds, speech that I can participate, I can do every single day? What can I do to be in service in my own community? It will affect, it will have a ripple effect out onto all of humanity. We all have the right and the capacity to take ownership and responsibility for what transpired on Maui and is transpiring current day in Canada, other places on the mainland U.S. It is not global warming that is causing the distress. It is humanity's consciousness, behaviors, actions, our past karmas and ancestral karmas, which are very dark and heavy. We have a debt to pay. We have to accumulate more positive virtue, energy, and light. That debt has to be paid in positive life-enhancing contributions for Mother Earth to maintain an equanimity or a balance of alignment where we are allowed and continually invited to be residents here. If we continue to take advantage of and continue to act in selfish ways that are greedy, dominating, neglectful, and harmful, we will be digging our own burial graves. So we are on that ship. And the ship has the capacity to go in either direction since for about 25 years, I've been under the impression that the ship will go towards the increased positive life enhancing aspect of more power and potential of people's unique gifts and services. So I have devoted my adult career to not only education, because that used to be my prior career on Mother Earth, I used to educate people on the environment and protecting her, but also on education, on the healing and transformation of our individual self, because we have this chance to be a race and a species that is really rather remarkable, but most of us are not paying attention. We're just associating, we're isolating, we're in separation, we're in greed, we're in selfish actions and behaviors. So I know that I needed to take responsibility for the fire 
as soon as it happened. And I immediately started doing forgiveness practice because if it's in my sphere, if it's in my reflection, if I'm seeing it and I was seeing it and feeling it, it was very loud. I'm a part of the cause. So I've been doing forgiveness practice. I've been doing forgiveness practice every day for probably 15 years, 16 years now. Taking responsibility. I have to take responsibility and I have to amend. I have to amend not only my actions and behaviors, but also all of my ancestors, depending on whether you have a belief that there is one life or hundreds of lives that we have lived and incarnated for. That is a lot of actions to take responsibility for that may not have been of the highest and the positive. So we must continually be in the process of amending healing transformation service. That is how we will increase the positivity on Mother Earth to the point where Mother Earth is no longer needing to spew out these outbursts of dense, toxic matter that have accumulated to such a high degree that she cannot process it anymore. So this was a very long message, and I thank you for those that have listened to the end of this. This has been something that I've been wanting to articulate and communicate about since the last two weeks when I've really been processing all the different elements and there's so many different beliefs, but it's not really about right or wrong. It's about doing what's right next about taking appropriate action every day. In this moment, what is my feet doing? What are my feet doing? Are they walking with love and kindness? Or am I in judgment and criticism? So every day I'm in reflection of my own behaviors. I'm in reflection of my own thoughts, my own actions. Every day I try to the best of my ability to be in positive life-enhancing experiences and thoughts so that I can be a part of the solution. I want to be a part of the solution. I'm not interested in being a part of the problem. There's a billion trillion problems and everyone focuses on what are the problems. So instead, my recommendation is how do we focus on the solution? We focus on the solution by focusing on the light the love, the healing capacity, the power, the service, the gifts, the qualities, the virtues, the assets that we have within us. We are all individually gifted, unique, powerful people that were born, that were manifested at this time to assist in the awakening, in the healing, in the transformation of humanity and Mother Earth during the Soul Light era, during Mother Earth's transition. If you doubt that, then you are not in your highest full potential or have had your healing and awakening that you were born to have and to heal and transform the blockages you came here on the soul level to amend. 
My greatest, greatest wish for humanity is for every individual to have some understanding that they have some ability to be in control of their own actions, thoughts, words, behaviors, that all of that affects the greater whole. And whatever story, whatever message, whatever information is being articulated out there from all the diverse forms that we listen to our own heart, that we find what is the truth. So for me, as I've been having to withdraw from the media because it's so intense and aggressive and violent, specifically around this one story, I have been in prayer and just sending love. I'm just sending love. I'm like constantly, I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Please forgive me. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry to the land. I'm sorry for all the way that I and the ancestors had participated in any challenge, manipulation, taking advantage of, lying, cheating, stealing, hurting, harming. I'm sorry to all the souls on Mother Earth that had transitioned during these most recent times for our mistakes that we had made that we had not awakened to. So we can each play a part, even if we don't have funds or resources, even if we're halfway across the world. Our visualization, our positive frequency, our focus, our energy and light on what is the solution What is the healing and the transformation? Imagining the positive outcome, positive information. That can be such a significant part in the grand collective. It is very sad to me that our human race is in the level or position it's in where we do not know how to care for our people appropriately to the point where we have all of these resources, technology, funds. Maui is one of the most expensive places on the planet. And within a matter of seconds, the entire system is down. So we need to look at why are we still operating in the third dimension when we could be operating at a much higher dimension of existence and reality through all the creative potential that we have? And we need to open our hearts and souls to ourselves, to each other. We need to offer more forgiveness, more service, more love, more healing. So it is with great regret and sorrow for these souls that had transitioned, all these people that had lost all their material possessions that hold all their sweet memories of their family, of their life. And they literally have zero available to them from everything they had built. And their entire community no longer has a place to reside. 
So I want to encourage you to take a look at how can you contribute by being aware of your contribution to humanity and society and Mother Earth. Is it light-filled or is it not light-filled? That is something that I encourage you to sit in meditation, to ask all those questions inside your heart and to get honest and sincere with yourself and to not point the finger and judgment at others. We look at ourselves, we take responsibility for ourselves, we amend for ourselves, and then we spread that. We help empower other people so that we're a bunch of empowered souls. We're a bunch of intelligent individuals, and we collectively create a society that has harmony, wisdom, empowerment, collective working together in service and alignment where we are no longer in the push pull fighting ego mind dominating world which ended august 8 2020 sorry august 8 2003 we have ended that era where the mind is in charge it's not going to work if you try to have your mind be in charge it will not work you will fail So I highly suggest connecting to your soul. Listen to your soul. Listen to your heart. Pay attention to the messages you receive. Pay attention to the messages in the environment you live in. Pay attention to the messages from the soul of Mother Earth. Pay attention to the messages from the soul of your ancestors. You have a very powerful opportunity to spread more love, peace, and harmony on Mother Earth. And I know that this can succeed, and it will. So it is our individual choice if we are going to step into that role and game and take on that responsibility because otherwise there will just be more and more suffering. So that is my life choice and path, and I live it every day of every moment, and I'm grateful for all of my teachers and all of my guides and ancestors and all the saints and angels and Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and all the different lives that I have had because I have all that wisdom and information inside me that guides me and directs me. And I know everyone has that. And I feel like this is a chance for us to see more clearly how we can be, how we can behave, how we can act, and really start to be a race of species, a human race that is in a place of flourishing, place of oneness, balance, not only within ourselves, within our communities, within our societies, but also for the planet so that we can be in service to what has given to us all the resources 
all the elements, the water, the sun, the air, the nutrients, the food, paying respect. So for all the souls that had recently transitioned, I am so sorry for the loss of your life. I most deeply and sincerely apologize. I ask that you continue to be connected to the universal light and love that exists and that your soul's journey continue to be full of healing, power, transformation, that you know just how loved, protected, and supported you are. Thank you for your sacrifice. I will do my best to continue to be in service to all souls and to Mother Earth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you for going on this little adventure with me today as I shared that message and information that I had been feeling and wanting to articulate. If there's anyone that would like to follow up with me directly, you can go to my website and I have my email or phone number listed there. With most respect and love for you all. May all be supported, blessed, taken care of, and provided for. Thanks so much for listening. This program was brought to you by Akara Grace with Gracelight Wellness, a center for empowerment that is located in the Hawaiian Islands on the island of Kauai. We offer wellness retreats, private healing consultations, personal soul readings and life guidance, Akashic Record readings, and transformational coaching sessions. These can all be done remotely or in person in Hawaii. Please visit akaragrace.com, A-A-K-A-R-A-G-R-A-C-E.com for more information. Wishing you a bright and beautiful day. Aloha.